0: The most famous quotes by Saint Augustine comes early in Confessions, his spiritual memoir: You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Around the world and throughout time, the whole human race gives witness of seeking God. And as Christians, we understand why there is a God-shaped hole in our hearts. We are the result of special creation in the image of God. And we should understand why it's hard for humans to perceive God. St. Paul wrote to the Romans, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their senseless minds were darkened. But the love of God that created us continues in a love that does not leave us abandoned so that we have to grope to find God. God comes to us. Just as God created us in love, he comes to us, fully human and fully God, as Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus told Philip earlier in the chapter of today's Gospel, Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. And yet, Jesus is no longer here literally in his body. We can't go over to Israel and see him. As he told the disciples, I am going to my Father. Having died for our sins and rising from the dead to secure our eternal life, he invites those who believe. Follow me. And one way that we follow is a phrase from Jesus in the gospel today, keep my word. And this invitation from Jesus is what takes mere history and doctrine to something that fills that empty space in our hearts. Jesus said, whoever loves me will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling in him. God comes to us through Jesus and lives in our hearts. And this is the good news of Christian faith. And it would seem that with this, everything and everybody in the world should be fixed and life should be easy. Jesus even says peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. But our world is not at peace, and even Christians do not live in peace. One problem is that we take this too personally. Personal too easily becomes self-focused. And if we try to live the Christian life with a just me and Jesus formula... We get into trouble. By ourselves, we get things wrong. Because while Christian faith is indeed personal, it is not individualistic. When we come to Jesus, we come into his body. It's called the church. And collectively, we have a wisdom that goes beyond our individual selves. Just as Jesus is incarnate, fully human and fully God, the church is also incarnate. The church is indeed the composite of people who belong to Jesus, but it is also a fusion with the Holy Spirit. Through the church, God has provided a spiritual wisdom that goes beyond our individual abilities, and this is one reason we need the church so badly As individual people we should not be surprised by questions and frustrations from the beginning those who follow Jesus have needed a common way through the church the early Christian community had barely gotten started before it was faced with this huge question what about people who are not Jewish who want to follow Jesus this was crucial But Jesus had not left a specific instruction. But God had come to dwell in those who believed and those who were wanting to follow. And as the assembled leadership met, they came to a solution. And this was the beginning of what we call the apostolic rule of faith and the beginning of developing authority in the church. And through this, we can see God is at work to complete a circle that takes us back to that basic issue we each have, how can I best fill this God-shaped hole in my heart? I think I've talked more about my journey from being an evangelical to coming to the Catholic Church than I have about my early commitment to Jesus. I grew up in a wonderful Christian home, but in my very early teens, I was in rebellion against God. I had bought into that hellish lie that's still around that the church was something created by old people to keep young people from having fun. And so in reaction, I was profane. I was blasphemous. My focus was on the world's triad of idols. The big three things that the world thinks will make them happy. Money, sex, and power. Now, I was a young teenager and didn't know how to get any of them, but they were my goal. I was all about me. But deep down, I did not like myself. And decent kids who were my peers did not seem to like me very much either. One Sunday night in my 15th year, I was in church very much against my will, but my dad had a way of maintaining authority, and as usual, I was tuned out, but as the service ended that night, the Holy Spirit flooded me with a picture of myself before God. I was worse than the Laodiceans in the book of Revelation, wretched pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. And with that, I saw that the one alternative was what God had done through Jesus Christ. And my heart melted. I gave myself unconditionally to Jesus, and I was changed. I knew then, as I know now, that apart from Jesus, I am helpless and hopeless. Compared to having the life of Jesus, nothing else matters. And while my journey since then has had some ups and downs, I've never turned away from that orientation of my heart toward Jesus in what's now over 50-something years. And one thing that has kept me on course and brought me to today is the church. Because just as we are lost without Jesus, we need the church to help us find and follow Jesus faithfully. The apostolic tradition takes us through the Holy Spirit to Jesus, and Jesus leads us to all the fullness of God because he said, I and the Father are one. Do you have questions? Do you sometimes or even often feel frustrated? Be sure that you're listening to the church in a way that keeps the focus on Jesus. Cultivate the hunger for God that inhabits every human heart, a hunger that prays with Augustine. You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. All over again, today, give yourself unreservedly to Jesus. He has promised us his peace. His desire is to live in our hearts. Trust the graces that he has given us through the church, and this will fill that God-shaped hole in your life with all of the fullness of God.
1: There is, to be sure, in each of us a God-shaped hole which can be filled only by God alone. But consider another truth. There is a you-shaped hole in the heart of Jesus which only you can fill. Close your eyes and picture, if you will, the famous painting of Caravaggio, which hangs in St. Louis Church in Rome, of St. Thomas the Apostle. We've all seen it. Thomas, who has said, I will not believe until I put my hands in the wound in his side, stands before Jesus. Jesus takes Thomas's hand and oh so gently, so tenderly inserts it into the wound in his side. There is a U-shaped hole in the most precious heart of Jesus that is filled only by you. Let him gently take you into his heart. there and wrapped in the heart of Jesus, we can say together, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and the Lord glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one Holy, Catholic, and Apostolic Church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And wrapped in the heart of Jesus, we know the love and compassion of God. We know that the grace of God touches our every need and so we bring our needs and the needs of the church to the the Father. As we pray,
0: risen Lord, hear us. That as we have been gifted with the faith that saves us, that we will live each day by the faith of our baptism. We pray to the Lord. Risen Lord, hear us. For all who have given their lives for the protection of others, and as a witness to Christian faith, and especially at this Memorial Day time for all who died in defense of our nation, we pray to the Lord. Risen Lord, hear us. That our life, which comes from Christ, will shine before the world and foreshadow a new heaven and a new earth, we pray to the Lord. Risen Risen Lord, hear
1: us. Now let's just
0: stop right there.
1: The words we pray during Mass are so common to us that they just come trippingly off the tongue, and sometimes we're not even aware of what we're saying, let alone making it a genuine, authentic, true, heartfelt prayer. When we pray this, called the universal prayer, we are joining together for the needs of all who are here, the needs of the world and the church. I just invite you to turn to someone near you Maybe the one in front of you, behind you, not necessarily the one next to you. And as we are in front of each other, tell that person one thing that you would ask them to pray for for you right now. As we continue our prayer for each other and for the church throughout the world, in this month of Mary we turn to the one who knew and loved Jesus the most and who is mother of the church as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God.